Like I told you after the race, I told you he sucked. Dude, I can listen. I can see this guy pointing his finger at me and say, "I told you that horse sucked." I can't believe I fell for him. And you're like, and you're like, you picked him, you idiot. <laughs> That's exactly right. There were these two racing dudes named Aaron and Jared who had advice some racing and they wanted to share it. Started a website where players go to see all their picks. The goal was make the fans some money and to cut down the risk. They put the plan into motion and at first it seemed silly. Make a website where the expert picks are freer than Willie from a racetrack veteran to just a beginner. There's one place that you want to go to find you a winner. As a matter of fact, I want to hit the exacta. There's only one site that you'll keep coming back to. So next time that the horses all line up at the post, make sure you use the website that'll win you the most. Whether Churchill, Oakland, Goldstream Parks, and Matoga, and all tracks in between, there's only one site to go to. When it comes to your racing needs and all of your bets, plus it's got a catchy name that no one ever forgets. RacingDudes.com for all of your needs. RacingDudes.com for all of your leads. RacingDudes.com for all of your bets. RacingDudes.com as good as it gets. RacingDudes.com for all of your needs. RacingDudes.com for all of your leads. RacingDudes.com for all of your bets. RacingDudes.com as good as it gets. What is up, I'm your ball cheese. Aaron Halterman. It's Thursday, April 7th. It's kind of a big week. This is Blinkers Office. What's up, man? I got a question for you before we start tonight. Okay. Was Magic wearing a V-neck today? <laughs> I think he was. I think okay. it was one of those... Uh... <laughs> <laughs> it's like a dicky. He had a dicky on earlier, I think. <laughs> I think he took it off. Okay. Uh, I was just making sure. Like, I, I, I saw a video with you, and it looked like he had a V-neck. Saw a video of Dr. Miranda. It looked like he had a V-neck. Magic Mike looked like he had one. Hmm. I, I don't know. He, he, the other day we were doing a show and or a preview, and he's like, oh, I got – he, like, literally just took his shirt off right on the like, – before we – he's, like, had a switch. He has a, has a closet or a, a hanging rack right next to him where he's got – he's like, I got to change shirts so that way when I do these, it looks like I have a different shirt on each each time, like. Dude, the commitment. It's interesting. That's interesting. Yeah. No, I thought it was a V-neck. And so uh, I just wanted to, to confirm with somebody who had been on a video with him today. Thankfully, I have not. Uh, it's one of those days where I have not been on a video with him because if he had a V-neck shirt. I would tell him to change it, most likely. I, I try not to look at him directly at all <laughs> when I do these. It's like looking into the sun. <laughs> yeah, I just, I just show up. I listen for his cues and I just talk. That's it. You know? So <laughs> then I get off. His cues. <laughs> That's it. Uh, oh, man. What's up, it. everybody? It is a huge, huge show. Huge weekend. This is it. It's the final weekend. The final prep. Well, you have Lexington, but we won't count. That's on Wednesday. The final weekend of preps. And you have three of them, and they're all worth 100 points. And it's like a tier. I feel like it's a tiered, like, one's. Uh, you know, like a large field, but maybe not the greatest field. One's interesting, and then one's got like superpower chucked full in it somehow in the, the smallest field of the bunch. So we'll get to all of those. It's a huge weekend. This is it. I mean, every race. That's what's kind of cool about this weekend. Every race is, uh, you know, is a make or break for pretty much everyone in it. You know, it's, it's time for them to either, you know, show up or or go away. You know, really, this is it. And you know, you have horses like. You know, Emmanuel and then Smile Happy and, of course, Forbidden Kingdom and Messier and then Tabas entered the mix and you have early voting. Uh, Morello and 
I mean, should you know, it goes on as far as horses that need to make that okay. We went from being interesting or we think we're really good to they are the real deal in order to keep up with the epicenters, uh, the white of barrios that we've been seeing the last couple of weeks. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's it's crazy how uh, this thing is shaping up, and this weekend is is just stacked full of uh, stakes races at these three tracks, and we're going to have uh, derby preps. It, it really feels like you've got the main event out in California and then kind of some, you know, undercard uh, races, so to speak, with the wood and the bluegrass. But I will say about those two races, like I kind of talked about the Arkansas Derby, there's a chance somebody could jump up and really surprise us, run really well. Uh, there's just more of a chance we're going to see a better horse out in Santa Anita. Just like last week, there was more of a chance we'd see a better horse in Florida. That turned out to be the case. Maybe we'll get surprised this week, but um, it's still just awesome racing. Keelan's got a great card. Uh, this Aqueduct card is pretty solid as well on Saturday. You know, short fields at Santa Anita, but the, the late sequence has some larger fields. So uh, a lot of just awesome stuff. I mean, these are the weekends, uh, you know, we we live for, uh, you know, to put it uh, cheesily, you know. This, I, didn't, I never thought I'd say this, but. You know, we're going to the bluegrass and the weather forecast is making me think maybe we should make should we go to the, the wood in aqueduct? I, I don't know. Dude, it's gonna snow. It literally is forecasted to snow. And if it's not gonna snow, it's gonna be fucking freezing. Yeah, so, I, you're screwed either way. Um yeah, it's it is what it is, right? You just you got to suck it up. <laughs> That's the best way I can put it. Got to suck it up, Jared. I don't know. I can't believe it's going to snow. It's 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 crazy, but here we are. We're we're in the snow. So I I don't know. It's it's depressing to think that uh, that's that's how it's going to be, but you know, as long as the track is not too wet, as long as uh, they're running on the turf, I'm I'm going to be happy about it. I handicapped the way I handicapped it was uh, you know, all the horses that love snow. So that's the way I kind of looked at this. Anyone that liked the rain and snow, that's what I went for. Nothing. I got no reaction out of you for that. I thought that was pretty funny. For what? That I handicapped based on snow, horses that like snow. I thought you were being serious. <laughs> I don't think you were listening. I think that's part of the problem. That's what listening. happens. Uh-huh. You thought I was serious. Have you ever seen in the form that you can look for a horse that likes snow? Thought you were using a new product, something I didn't know about. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Jeez, it's been a long day, I think, for you. All right, before we get into it, uh, last weekend we were at the Ar- Arkansas Derby. Of course, you also had the Florida Derby that same day and the Jeff Ruby Stakes. Stakes. Uh, real quickly, we'll go through them. The, obviously, the, the the main threat of the of the three, the one that came out, White Barrio winning the Florida Derby. This horse has done nothing but been impressive this year since turning his three-year-old, continues to look good. Did it a little bit different style this time, uh, off the pace and really pounced to charge it with a really impressive second. Um, of course, simplification third, he's already in. All three of those horses are in. Sounds like all three will be going um, as well to the Kentucky Derby. So thoughts on why to borrow? Good, really solid. You know, I, I think we went into that race thinking that there's some solid horses in here maybe not a derby winner. And I think we come out of it thinking the same kind of thing. Um, he went very wide, right? That was the big thing. Um, so yeah, his, his speed figure was a little, little low, but man, he, he had to run a long ways in that one. Uh, he, he ran on well, pretty, pretty nice performance. Liked him a lot. Charge it. Um, 
I mean, to me, it's just too much too quick, right? This horse is just, it, it's going into the Kentucky Derby off, you know, a maiden win. And then, and then just the, the, the nice second place effort. He was green in this race. How's he going to handle Kentucky? I'm just not quite sure. And then simplification is who we kind of thought he was, right? He's, he's like, he's good. He's really serviceable. You'd love to own him. I don't think he can win the Kentucky Derby. That's, that's how I looked at those three. Classic Causeway. This horse was, uh, you know, one of the, the shorter prices, of course, going into the race. he has been really good at Tampa. We kind of wondered what he would be. Uh, show it up in a class maybe that's a little bit better. His numbers weren't coming back super strong. He got tested, and boy, he just said, forget this. I'm not doing it. Finished 11th in the Florida Derby. Just was awful. Um, nothing was wrong with the horse. I mean, he checked out fine. So, do you think they run in the Derby after that? And two, if they do, I mean, he's gone from contender to just throw out now. He's a throw out for me too. He kind of was that way. Now I'm not going to say fully, but I wasn't a huge, huge fan of his to begin with, but yeah, I mean, he's, it is what it is at this point. I mean, you can't run last in the Florida Derby and think you're going to go win in Kentucky, right? It's just not going to happen. The thing with him, he was kind of skeptical anyway, right? He, as a two-year-old, he got beat when he faced the better horses. He went to Tampa as a three-year-old and beat up on some horses that I don't think are very good. He's better than last in that field. It's like something happened to him. But I you know, I still don't think he's a serious contender. Um, listen, you need to finish most years. You know, The horse that finishes first or second in these last preps are the ones that win the Kentucky Derby. So he certainly is not that. <laughs> Yeah, no. Um, and I agree with Charge It. I, I, I really hope they run in the Derby, and I really hope this horse takes money, which he will, because um, he is going to be the hype horse in terms of kind of the not the main you know threats just because of how he does. I mean, he did look very impressive in the Florida Derby. And don't get me wrong, I, think he, I do think he's got a pretty bright future ahead of him, but this is just a lot to ask. He was very green. He probably should have won the race, really, um, the Florida Derby. And he just was all over the place, and um, you can blame Saez or not. I, I don't really care because that horse, you know, he he did kind of give himself some of his issues himself. So I think Charge is talented. He's a Belmont horse for me. Like, uh, you know, maybe he runs like so-so in the Derby, has some traffic troubles because it's not going to get better uh, there. And then obviously takes the, uh, the Preakness off and then runs in the Belmont. To me, that would make a lot of sense. And I would love for them just to get, not even run in the Derby, Peter Pan, Belmont, something like that. But you know that's not going to happen. Probably the maybe the I'm not gonna say it's the worst thing, but like I'm with you. Like, boy, I wish he would have got third and not made the Derby, and he could prep in the Peter Pan. That'd be such a really good race for him. Um, I I really like him as a Belmont type as well. Uh, it's just the problem of man that Derby sometimes with an inexperienced horse, it'll take a lot out of them and it'll kind of screw them up. I hope that doesn't happen with him. Some of you, I think he's got a lot of class, uh, or maybe not a lot of class, but a lot of talent. And he's lacking in class is what I should have said, because you're right. If you watch that race mid stretch, he's floating out, uh, you know, struggling, cracking once to the right. And he just shot. He took off. He, he passes simplification like he's standing still. And honestly, from that point on, it will never know. But I think if you just hand right him, he would have passed White Barrio. But then he cracked him again right handed. And that caused him to shift right into White Barrio. <laughs> and that yeah, was it for him. Right up his ass. Oh, yeah, yeah. But you saw, you know, you saw that little, that that burst, you know, after running a mile and an eighth and not getting your right trip. 
to still be able to kick it in like that. You saw the talent. That's what you're looking for in races like this. You saw him accelerate. Yeah. Uh, but again, the problem is next race is 20 horses, probably going to get even a worse trip. And, you know, who knows what can happen, you know, down the stretch with this horse uh, next time. So he's a God, he's a beautiful horse. So my goodness, we were watching that race, uh, you know, in the post parade. I was like, damn, this horse, he's something. He looks really good. So yeah, he's going to, he's going to be a huge hype horse uh, here in a couple of weeks. Wait, just wait for it. When he gets to Churchill Downs and start working out over that track, Oh, they're gonna they're gonna go crazy for this horse. Oh, he's he leads the goods. He looks the goods. Um, and you know, everyone kind of wondered at first it was a manual, then charge it made his appearance, then you kind of wondered who's the better horse. Uh Emmanuel doesn't run so hot in the fountain of youth. Of course, we'll see him this weekend to see if he can redeem himself. But he the the point I'm making is when you watch Emmanuel's fountain of youth, they both lost their races, and then you watch Charge It in the Florida Derby, like that's what you wanted to see from Emmanuel. Mm-hmm. Like he he still ran a good race and and it gives you hope if if, if that would if the if charges race would have been the fountain of youth say you know what i mean like one more so he had one more prep to get it right and then go to the kentucky derby that would be so huge but unfortunately it's just he's just a race behind um which makes it, he's gonna have like i hope he runs in the derby runs poorly or gets in trouble and finishes like mid-pack then you get a solid price in the Belmont, you know, something that, you know, yep. it's not going to be a huge short price. So that's the hope. Um, we were at the Arkansas Derby, uh, the Philly secret oath, try to take on the boys. Uh, you know, the coach said today, or at least the, the interview I saw was uh, released today that he thought he had the best. He still thinks he had the best horse in the race. She finishes third hmm. cyber knife wins. Barbara road does his thing where he gets up for second. Thoughts on the Arkansas Derby? I don't think we saw the Derby winner. No, I don't think we saw the Oaks winner either. I hate to say that, but I, I, I just think it's not really a knock on her more than man. There's just horses that are moving up. There's horses that look good in this uh, crop of uh, three-year-old fillies right now. She's definitely a player in it. You know, we kind of talked about it. Uh, don't have to rehash it too much. Not a strong race. She looked like she was going to be a monster. She looked like she was going to circle him, and she flattened out. So. You know, if, if Lucas has found a little problem she might have had in the race and he's, he can get it corrected, then that's one thing. But, you know, she stepped up against good company. She ran good, just not good enough. And with Cyberknife, it was a better race. He He's starting to kind of get it ironed out. He still had some problems. You watch the head-on of the stretch. He's in, he's out, he's all over the place. Um, so he's still not got them all ironed out, but he was pretty good. He, he kind of moved into a hot pace and took over and was able to beat a pretty suspect field. I mean, yeah, I, I'm, how do you feel with her now in the Oaks? Um, do you think, because, you know, we were, immediately after we were like, well, I get why they did it. It, it makes sense why they ran, but did, I'm not sure it did her any favors. Yeah, I think that's fair. Um Again, a lot's going to depend on what happens this weekend, how, you know, what the field actually shapes up as right now. I've got her like third for that race. Um, You know, Kathleen O looked awfully good. I think Adari Manor is going to look good this weekend. So uh, happy soul is running tomorrow, uh, stretching out. If she can carry that speed going two turns, she's very interesting as well. So it's a deep group and secret oath is kind of just one of five or six that are pretty good now. Instead of, uh, you know, a month ago, we're like, wow, she's she just looks the best right now. So 
it's competition, I think, is going to be her biggest problem. I mean, she's definitely a worthy candidate to win, but um, it's going to take a big race to win this Oaks this year. Um, Jared says uh, we get four to one. If we can get four to one on Secret Oath, uh, do you bet her? No. I think, I, honestly, I think the winner is running on Saturday. So we'll, we'll find out. Uh, that's, that's kind of what I thought even before. Uh, the Arkansas Derby. So Adair Manor, I, I think she now let's see what she does after, you know, the post Bob Baffert barn. Um, we'll see what a lot of these will do, but I, I really like Adair Manor. Yeah, I do too. And and like I said, the Kathleen O race was wildly impressive. I thought too. So you threw her in there where we knew who Kathleen O was, obviously she'd won a stake. She'd look great, but we didn't know that she was that good. Right. And that was what we saw at Gulfstream. And the Gulfstream Park Oak, she looked really good. So all of a sudden, it's like, you know, four to one on Secret Oath. No, I think Kathleen knows a little bit better. Like you, you speculated on uh, Dari Manor. You know, we'll see. But if she runs really well, then all of a sudden, it's like Secret Oath probably should be about the fourth choice in the race. Mm-hmm. And it's really not because she did that much wrong, other than just she didn't run as well as some of these horses ran in their final preps. You know, she still did nope. well, but these other horses look really good. Well, if you're a backer of her, still you're you've got to be excited because you are due to the 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 optics. You know, we talked about this after the race. It's like if she would have ran in the fantasy that day instead and romped like she would have, then all of a sudden she might be the favorite in the Kentucky Oaks. Yeah. And now she ran the exact same way, let's say, in this race in the Arkansas Derby, and everyone's like, oh yeah, like you know, like we're talking. So yeah, I mean, Echo Zulu will take more money. Dear Manor, if she rent wins, you know, Kathleen O, like, yeah, she, you, you're going to get the price if you still think she is the goods, uh, that being Secret Oath. Dear Manor is going to be interesting just because even when she, if and when she wins this weekend, you're like, we still don't know what she is because she hasn't faced anything and it's these small fields and she go, you know, get her to the Kentucky Oaks and it could be a different story. Uh, Curtis says, nice picture, by the way, Curtis Manlow. <laughs> I'm glad that it's cut off right there. Let's just say this. Yeah. Um, he thinks everyone is too down on Emmanuel. He's five wide the whole way. It almost got tripped at the top of the stretch. Uh, I, I kind of agree with you. I, I do think we are a little, I mean, Halter and I, I think are more on Emmanuel than most in, in the racing dudes, uh, team, uh, it's judging by the, the, uh, the bluegrass wager guide we put out um, in the top four, I know Halter and I included Emmanuel, but uh, yeah, I don't, I just don't think, again, if you compare them to how charge it ran, you know, charge it didn't get a great trip either. Um, and if you compare them, how the, and you gotta look back, like simplification, like we kind of have shown, like he's not all that great, you know, in the wide of barrio is a very good horse. We beat charge it. I don't know. Like I just, the ending of the fountain of youth is what, has done me and this horse is really going to have to he's got a chance right he's got the chance this weekend to prove you know that he is what we kind of thought he was prior to the fountain of youth i mean i guess we'll get into it a little bit more but you know initial thoughts are i guess like what kind of trip are we expecting it kind of looks like it could set up similar i thought a week ago maybe there wouldn't be a lot of speed ends up a lot of speed kind of entered. And if he's slow out of the gate and doesn't want to get up there and go a little bit faster, probably going to get the same kind of trip. And that's, that's my worry for him going into this race. I'm with you. Like it was a horrible trip, but you know, I, I think it will be better on uh, Saturday, but I, I don't know how much better. 
we'll get into it. Obviously, Fletcher has been very good about winning this race. Um, this has been a good prep for him in the past as well in terms of, you know, prepping for the uh, Kentucky Derby. So, I mean, there's no reason to think that Emmanuel isn't going to improve off of that effort, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, he got a lot of experience. And that's kind of why I know myself, I did have to drop him in my rankings, but I still have included him in terms of being a contender just until you see that one more test. And that's that's what we're going to get. And that's the unfortunate thing with Charge It, you know? Like, we don't get that. We get him in the Kentucky Derby. So you're... You basically have to to decide for the Derby whether he is a real deal or not. Whereas if we got another performance, it'd be amazing. Charge it missing that middle prep is going to be a killer, just a killer. Because if he runs that race he ran uh, in the Florida Derby, but it's the Fountain of Youth, and then he goes to the Florida Derby off of that, I think we would have really been um, excited for his pros- uh, his chances, right? But now it's like, oh, so much to ask, so much to ask, but. You know, I, I certainly think uh, with Emmanuel, it, it's all this weekend. I'm not going to be shocked if he runs well at all, but he's got a lot of improving to do. Reminds me of uh, a little bit of uh, like, remember spinoff in the Louisiana Derby? Mm-hmm. Yeah. He, yeah. Prior to I, he did, you know, he, he needed to run well that that day in the Louisiana Derby. And he did. He just didn't, wasn't quite good enough. And he might be is a little bit like that. Like I, I could definitely see him running top two. Yeah. Um, Emmanuel, that is. I don't think that would be a shock at all, dude. Steven, of course we are. How about Tiger? Yeah, oh, that's a r- wrong one. Tiger minus one, four off the lead. What I mean, what a story that I don't care if he wins the Masters, but make the cut. Gosh, if he makes the cut, I'll have a hard time concentrating on all the three derby preps plus the Masters going on Saturday. I mean Sunday. That's what I know what we'll be doing is watching the Masters all day, but uh, while we're driving. But yeah, dude, yeah, I cannot. Uh, <laughs> uh, Christopher says he's lost so much money on <laughs> spinoff. I'm sorry, I don't know, I don't know why you have bet this horse. But <laughs> he's a classic. Today's the day horse. Mm. He's a classic. Today's the day horse. That's you might have another one. You might have another one in the bluegrass. Not name Emmanuel. Yep. stable mate you might have another one we'll talk about that in a second so let's get to it we have a big show we're gonna preview the final three major 2022 road to the kentucky derby prep races this saturday the one million dollar toyota bluegrass at keeneland the 750k run happy santina derby at santina park and of course the 750k wood memorial from aqueduct let's go All right, we're going to preview the three Kentucky Derby preps this weekend. Before we do, though, you got the 2022 Bluegrass Wager Guide yet? It's all inclusive, 14 pages included with this Bluegrass Wager Guide this weekend at Keeneland. It includes all five stakes on the card, including, of course, the $1 million Toyota Bluegrass. You'll get bonus race by race analysis, betting suggestions, multi race plays for Keeneland's entire Saturday card. But there's more. You got the Santanita Derby, you got the Wood Memorial, you got the Santanita Oaks, all in there. Plus, top four consistent picks from the whole team at RacingNews.com for the eight stakes combined throughout the country. We're all, we all have our top four plays. Last week at the Florida Derby, we absolutely crushed. We hit everything. Altman hit the early pick five for like $1,500, $1,400. The consistent picks were on fire. We almost missed nothing. It was unbelievable. What a huge day. We got three previews of the Kentucky Derby prep races, one Kentucky Oaks prep race, 
all this included in the wager guide. Go get that at racingmusic.com on the premium page. All right, let's kick things off at Keeneland. It's good to be back at Keeneland, even though the weather's going to suck. And they're off in the Toyota Bluegrass Stakes. Race nine on Saturday, the Toyota Bluegrass Stakes, grade one, million dollars. Three-year-olds going mile and the eighth. Again, this is the last derby prep race. Uh, last derby set of derby prep races, 140-20-10 for your top four finishers. So you win, you're in. Second, you're in. Second or third, if depending on who you are, you're in. And we got a large, the largest field of the three we're going to talk about. Field of 12 lines up here. Smile happy, your 9-5 to five morning line favorite. Hasn't won this year, but we've only seen him once. And, you know, he ran a, a, a you go, you look back and especially of, of what epicenter is and what kind of he's proven to be now. He didn't run a terrible race for his first race uh, off the layoff. So smile happy nine to five finishing second last out in the risen star. It's a fair, he deserves to be the favorite. Are you going to use him? I'm going to use him, but not on top. Uh, I, I just don't trust uh, the trainer, especially with a nine to five horse. Um, you know, also with the jockey, we kind of saw a little bit of a weird ride in the Louisiana Derby. I do think he has a ton of talent, though. Um, I think he's one you're going to have to use on your tickets as far as multis go. Uh, but no, I, I didn't put him on top. Um, I, I, I'm a big fan of this horse. I've had him rank number one for a while, but. You know, him and Zandon earned the same time form speed figure for that race in the Risen Star. So let's say they're on equal footing after that race. Well, who do you trust to get a horse to, to pop and run bigger? Z- uh, Chad Brown or Kenny McPeak? <laughs> and we've seen, uh, you know, you highly motivated came here and almost beat essential quality last year for Chad Brown. I mean, it was close. We saw good magic come here and rump before. I'm not sure if Zandon is as good as those two horses, but I think he's going to run a huge race in here. I really do. So I'm going to go number four, Zandon on top. I, I think Brown sends this horse over here ready to roll. Um, and listen, if if Smile Happy can match it and improve, then we're going to have a really good race. But I kind of think Zandon uh, will take over at the top of the stretch and kick clear. I, I The more I look at this, the more I think this field isn't great. It's going to be the four or the ten. And I think I've got more confidence in Chad Brown in this spot. I, I, I think I'm going to say something here that you might not like. I think it's, I think there's a little too much hype on Zandon. I think we're overhyping him for he's done nothing. Um, I'm going to use him and I think you have to, but it's like, what has he done? I mean, he, he did, I mean, yeah, he finished, he was a good, good, good effort in the Risen Star, but he wasn't close. I mean, he, he he ran well and he should approve, but guess what? The horse who beat him that day should as well. I completely agree with you on Chad. I mean, come on, there's no compare Chad Brown versus Big Peak. I mean, yeah. that's not a question. Um, in terms of a price, sure, you're going to get a better value on Zandon. To, I, I smile happy. I just couldn't get past him. You know, Epicenter is, I mean, as of now, he's the number one horse, three-year-old, and 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 Smile Happy with a better trip in, in the Risen Star. Certainly is close. I mean, he's within a length of him, right? I mean, he's right there. I mean, he ran a good race, all things considered. Probably his best race of his career. Now, yeah, you wonder what McPeak is going to do, and you almost would rather play rattle and roll his stable mate, who's you're at least getting the McPeak the McPeak price, right? The price that you should get with McPeak. So that's the dangerous part. 
there's no way I would bet Smile Happy to win here. Just can't trust it. But I, in terms of who I think is going to win, who am I going to play in like in my multis? Obviously, uh, Smile Happy is that horse, and I just I think he's the best of a so-so bunch in this race. Again, I I, I think Zandon and him are the best of the bunch, <laughs> and it's I, this field just isn't any good. I don't think. And so that I agree, like smile happy, definitely. I think he, him and Zandon are the ones, but it just really comes down. I don't think either one of them are that good. So it really just kind of comes down to who the trainer is. In my opinion, we've seen Brown do this time and time again in this race, the race before you're like, yeah, that horse isn't very good. And then they come here and they pop. I just think that's what it came down to for me. Uh, I, I trust that Sandin's going to show up and run a big race. I hope that Smile Happy is going to show up and run a big race. And I think that's the difference. Like, I've just got more confidence that Chad Brown will have this horse ready to pop. Overall, like, who is the best horse? Who has the most, most talent? I think that's where it gets pretty debatable. And I think leaning Smile Happy makes sense based on the resume and what we've seen. But, you know, I, I just can't get it out of my mind that that Chad Brown, when he has a good three-year-old, this is the race they usually run their their best at. And uh, if Zandon runs an improved race from what we saw out of him last time, which I'm fully expecting, I think he's going to be awfully tough to beat. You know, I think um, I have this weird feeling, and maybe it's not a weird feeling because it's maybe not all that surprising, but with the with the six here, Emmanuel. I think Saez and, and Pletcher probably telling him to as well. It's like, dude, no matter how you break, you get this horse for placement. Don't care how much you need to use him if he doesn't break well, but you cannot get into the disaster that you were in in the Fountain of Youth because this is not going to happen. I, I would be highly surprised if Emmanuel isn't in the top tier of whatever group it is, whether top two, top three, when they like the, through the half of this race, the first you know quarter, the first I'll say the first half of the race, like I just there's no way I don't think after the way this horse, I, I mean yes, Fenwick has shown and he did last time when he faced the stablemate with the command performance, but Emmanuel's got to be faster than him, and, and if he wants to get out there, I think he can. I I think the way that Emmanuel wins this race or at least shows up top two say is he goes and, and gets forward placement and, and, and they're going to have to run. Cause he did show, you know, whether you, you know, the fountain of youth, he was in the lead for like, what, 10 feet, you know, but yeah. he was in the lead. He made a turn. He made that huge turn or that huge move, got in position. And then he just, he, he, he folded because he was tired or whatever, what excuse you want to make for him, but he is capable of pouncing, you know? So if he can sit in the right position and save that kick, for say top of the stretch, he should be dangerous. He's a more than you know. He's, it's, uh, you know, this horse is a more than ready uh, colt. You know, it, you know more people that have followed the game for a long time. I had to look it up, so I'm not going to act like I'm super smart. But more than ready, got second in the bluegrass back in, I think it was like 2000, maybe it was a long time ago. But um, so I mean, it would be fitting, right? Get second in this race, head to the Kentucky Derby, and be probably no chance whatsoever. I don't not going to sit here and think he will but i i do think emmanuel has a big chance to hit the board it i think you said it best it's all about how he falls out of the gate it does he get out there and get position 
you gotta think you that's what you, the plan has to be after what happened to the fountain of youth. You have to, um, it, it's, it's all about that. You know, I look at this and it's like, okay, his stable mate drew the rail. He's kind of got some early speed as well. I don't know who's going to be ahead command performance or Emmanuel out of the stable mates in the first turn. I'm not sure because of how just lackluster he was when stepping up and facing stakes company last time out. The other problem with him, I think you got a lot of cheap speed in this race. Like I think trademark Grantham, um, you know, volcanic, if he breaks a little better, I think he'll get out in front as well or be up there. So it's like, God, if you rush him, he might be up there with that cheap speed. I mean, this is really going to be a rider's race for Emmanuel. Um, I, they don't need to overthink it, I think. They, the biggest thing is get him out of the gate. Get him out of the gate. And then you, you push him, and then it's just like wherever he falls from that point on, you take it. But don't get him boxed in. Don't get him you know, sandwiched out of the gate. That's the big key. Uh, I certainly don't think he needs the lead, but I think he's got to be a little bit better forwardly placed. Um, so yeah, Sias has got to do a great job in here. He's going to need to have a flawless ride to win this thing. Well, it is good to see that Sias is back aboard, um, again. So it tells you, okay, they're going to, you know, he's going to get us another go, got some experience, uh, under his belt in that stakes race. And, you know, Curtis, it wasn't that Emmanuel broke slowly, got pinched out of the gate and then shut off for the first turn. Well, that happens when you don't break very well. Yeah. When you, when you don't break very well, you get pinched. Look at Secret Oath in the Arkansas Derby. And maybe it's not that you don't break well. It's it's that you're slow out of the right. gate. You, you, you know, you maybe broke fine. You didn't, like, pause. You broke out at the same time everyone else. But you're just slow out of the gate. And before you know it, boom, pinched, pinched back. And then it's over for you. At least if that's, the, you know, and maybe not it's over, but your your work is cut out for you at that point. You hit it on the head. It's not that he stumbled. It's not that he had any trouble breaking. It's just he was slow. He didn't get himself in position. Right. And he that's what we're saying. I don't think he needs to go gate to wire. I just think he's got to get in position this time. Because if he doesn't, it's gonna be the same thing. And we're gonna hear the same yep. excuses, right? Mm -hmm. Um, so uh, you know he he I'm so on the fence with him. I think I he's like a defensive use for me, honestly, uh in the multis because if you've looked at the races, there's singles around this horse, kind of, at least in my opinion. Or, or races where you can just have to go too deep and that's it. So I think you can spread a little bit in here, and I think you should. Um, you know, I, I really think you should. And let me tell you something. If Xandon or Smile Happy win this race, boy, it just looks that much better for Epicenter as well. So uh, he could really be flattered on Saturday. I'll give you two horses, and let's, let's debate them real quick okay. because they're two that aren't who we're talking about. And two that I know I, myself, I'm guessing you probably did as well a little bit, that – I kind of went back and forth on in terms of maybe not winning the race, but horses who could sneak up and run a decent race and potentially get into the Kentucky Derby. I, I'm shocked he's even in it. How about number one command performance who does have the number one time form number of everyone in the field. You can say what you want. He does. I didn't make up time form. Yep. Or ethereal road. D. Wayne Lucas, you know, probably should have won the Rebel, didn't. And uh, of course, he's here, Secret Oath State at the uh, Arkansas Derby. So, between those two horses that you think could uh, maybe make some noise enough, you know, obviously Ethereal Road has got almost enough points, really, um, with the, you know, with that Rebel. So, he, he just really needs to run an okay race here and he'll get in. 
So I may be crazy, but I think Ethereal Road is dangerous in this spot, especially if we get a little moisture in the track. I know the Rebel was listed as fast, but that track was getting a little wet by the time they ran that race. Uh, I think he's dangerous because I think he's on the improve. Every race seems to be getting a little bit better uh, for Ethereal Road. And it's just kind of, he kind of seems like the one, if that pace does set up, maybe he's closing and getting second or third, you know, and and kind of sneak it in the back door of this thing. I don't think he's anything special, but I do prefer him over command performance. To, to talk about command performance for a minute, I'm not about to go from a video where we sit there and fucking just laugh at this horse for 10 minutes to think that <laughs> he's going to win the bluegrass just because Irad Ortiz is here. I'm not going to do it. He's not for me. He can be for other people. What I saw at Tampa was a joke. I didn't like the horse anyway. I thought he sucked in the Breeders' Cup Juvenile. Don't want to hear the excuses. Um, his 116 time form is the top one, but it did come in a one-turn race. And so that's the question mark um, there. Um, he's Listen, even if he would have won that maiden, he's not for me. I don't, I've never liked this horse, um, and I'm not going to pick him here. Is he going to run better than he did at Tampa? I would definitely say he'll run better. I don't know how you could run worse than what we saw in that last race. You know, uh, Fenwick, the horse he did beat, or that beat him, I'm sorry, is to his inside or his outside there, number two. We talked about him a little bit. I, yeah, he's going to run better. He's all, all, that was all off a long layoff. I, did, I, have, I don't think either one. I mean, if you're going to say who I think could win, I would probably lean more toward the Thero Road. Who I think has got a pretty decent chance to like finishing top four here. Give you command performance. I, ju I he just I get that he's I mean he's not that good, but he also just kind of run. I feel like he run he's going to run the same kind of race whether it be a Grade One or a claiming race. He just has that look of a horse that's just going to. And you know they wanted to make sure Irad got uh, rode him, and he is right. He showed, he made sure that's kind of the big reason why they that he showed up here versus sounds like running in the wood memorial which is crazy like after that effort that they even are thinking about derby prep but here we are the horse has six points uh i think he got that from the juvenile right yep finishing fourth in the juvenile so he's got six points he just need i mean i guess if he got third 26 would probably be enough <laughs> hey you, and you know they're gonna run him if he if he gets in the kentucky derby they'll run him no doubt I agree. I agree. They will. I just, I just, I dude, this horse is ran four. Well, he'll run five times after Saturday's over with he's ran five times, three of them grade one races mm -hmm. and the horse is netted. Well, uh, today he's at two, you know, quarter million in the horses, zero wins. Yep. I mean, say what you want. He's a, I mean, I get, he's a mule. He kind of looks like one too. He actually looks really good, but he's he he, he runs like one. Right. But dude, the horse is banking money, just not not winning. So yeah, that's fair. Who would you bet? Who would you rather bet in this race to hit the board? Command performance, or I've seen a few people talk about rattle and roll in the comments. Uh, these two horses, I wouldn't bet with anybody's money for any placing. No, you have to. You have to bet one of these to to show, or else, you know. Heather has to get sent to McPeak to be her his mistress. Well, I'll that's that's disturbing. Um 
I'll take command performance, to be quite honest. Rattle and roll. Every time this horse runs, we've got people going, this is it. This is his race. This is his race. He's, he's going to be loaded here. He's not for me. Y'all bet him that's fine. He's not for me. He's never been for me. He's never going to be for me. He wins Congrats. this race. People think he's going to win the Derby, and I'll sit here and go, he's not for me. <laughs> what, what has he done? To warrant. Uh, he's 8-1. to one. What, like what has he done? He was bet down to nine to two in the Fountain of Youth, and got sixth. And he was six to one last time out in Louisiana Derby and got fourth. He was beaten eight and seven and a quarter in both of those races. I, I guess if you want to bet him at eight to one in this race, go for it. But he's he's not for me. I'll, I'll if I had to bet one, I would take command performance. I, but he's not for me either. <laughs> I knew, I knew you didn't like round and roll, so I just was really trying to get you to say command performance somewhere that you would bet command performance. That's what I well, heard. So it, it, again, it comes down to why am I picking Zandon over Smile Happy? Well, I trust Chad Brown will have the horse, you know, ready over McPeak. Why are you picking command performance, you know, over rattle and roll in this scenario? Well, Todd Pletcher, I rattle keys. I mean, right. am I going to show up and run better than he did last time? Right. I don't know. I mean, it can't be worse, like you you alluded to. <laughs> now, I do think I do think it is possible. Rattle and roll gets up and gets the top four again. You know, it, it's kind of can he do what he did in the Louisiana Derby? Yeah, I think he can. But I just I don't I don't think he can get past that. I really don't. He is coming back to the same place where he won uh, the Breeders' Futurity, so you know maybe that, that helps. You know? Third off a layoff, maybe that helps a little bit. But until he does it. I'll let him beat me, and you know that's just how it is. Uh, all right, twelve horses. Um, I'm trying to think who's like. I guess Small Happy's sort kind of in right now. Um, I'll, I'll I'm gonna stop doing. You think uh, three and a half? Is it over? Probably over, right? Um. Small Happy, Zandon. Well, Small Happy really just needs to hit the board and, and he's secure. I'll go. Probably I really over. think they're better than the rest of these horses, and that's going to eat up points if that happens. I'm going to go under. Under three and a half. Interesting. Yep. Well, shit. Rattle and roll. If he gets fourth, he's going to be in. Yeah, he's yeah. got 20 points. Him and Ethereal Road both have 20. So either one of those horses sneak up there for, for third or fourth, and they're going to get in. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'm still going to go under. I, I'm going to, I'm thinking it's going to be three out of this. That, it's probably fair. Um, it's, cause it, it, it's probably the toughest one you've asked yet, to be honest. Yeah. Cause it really could go both ways. Yep. Um, Cause if you do have a, if you do have a chalky smile happy over Zandon or vice versa, like you say, those two eat them up, and then say you get, you know, rattle and roll third or something. Well, then, and manual fourth. Well, there's three horses. You know, that's it. Mm -hmm. That's all you're gonna get. So, yeah, I mean, or on the flip side, you could get those two, or maybe one of those two. Zandon finishes fourth, and and smile happy over Ethereal Road. You know, gets in or something. Forget about <laughs> hey. him. Yeah, I mean, I forget about him. All he has to do is finish fourth, and he's going to be in too. So, yeah, he's a, he's one. He could finish second, or he could finish tenth. You know, like he's a 
he like to me is the definition of a wild card. It, you could see that going either way, and you're not going to be real surprised with either one. All right, uh, let's see. You've got the uh, number four Zandon. I've got number ten Smile Happy to win the Bluegrass, and they're off in the Run Happy Santa Anita Derby. Right, let's go to Santa Anita, race six on Saturday. The Run Happy Santa Anita Derby. Grade one, 750K for three-year-olds going a mile and an eighth. Another derby prep, 140-2010 for your top four finishers. And, you know, smallest field of the of the, uh, of the the weekend in terms of derby preps, six horses. But, dude, three of them are, like, super legit, or at least have the possibility of being top, top in. Forbidden Kingdom, six to five. Messier, even money. And then out of nowhere... Comes, I guess, the the, the Yak Teen Barn, the <laughs> Baffert Barn. Taba, the freak, uh, you know, one starter, the sprinter, the one sprint race. Taba, four to one. Just throws it, they throw this horse in, adds a complete mix to the race. Thoughts on Taba entering in the race and how this affects kind of the overall picture. Yeah, it's pretty, pretty unbelievable to think uh, that Taba has entered here. Uh, after just, there was no talk of it whatsoever. Here he is. It definitely sets up a different kind of pace scenario because it, it kind of just seemed like Forbidden Kingdom goes to the front and SCA sits right behind. And then it's kind of a match race down the lane. Now Taba, he's got the speed to set the pace, right? So him and Forbidden Kingdom, I think, are, are got a chance to go out there and try to run with each other. You know, Forbidden Kingdom, they might say, well, if he's flying out there, Taba, let's kind of take off with Forbidden Kingdom and see what happens there. You know, that that's kind of a thing that um, could happen or could set up that way. I, l- listen, to me, I think Taba's ultra, ultra impressive. I just think this is a big ask uh, to go out, go two turns, be running with a horse like Forbidden Kingdom. I think it's going to set up for Messier. I think, you know, having having those two targets out in front of him and, you know, you think they're probably going to both be running fast. I really believe Messier gets a perfect setup here. I, I'm going to go Messier in, in this spot. I, I think he gets it done. That was the plan, right? I mean, that was what I you thought going into it. And then Taba gets entered and you think, uh-oh, that's interesting. And, you know, Dennis says, if they didn't go out and pressure for Ben Kingdom, they don't know what they're doing unless they believe they're, he's better than Messier. Well, yeah, kind of the thought, but then you like, why are they going to enter a $1.7 million horse who's ran once, who has different owners, the same owner as uh, Medina, the late Medina Spirit? Why are they going to, they're not running him to, to be a rabbit for another horse out of the same barn. I mean, if they're, own, if they're the same ownership, Sure, but it's not like Taba. At least we, we've seen one start. It's not like he's cheap speed. I mean, he might be, but we don't know. He doesn't seem like he is. So it's super interesting the fact that you choose to run here, especially when you kind of think allowance, preakness. That's kind of, that would have been like a very easy path to get to. You know, if they th- if, if he's obviously good enough, or they think he's good enough to run in this race, certainly that path wouldn't have been all that difficult to do. And yeah, here we are with Messier, a horse that's been just unbelievable. You've only seen him one time, but shit, he's all over everybody's, uh, you know, top three, top two, even it, it's super interesting. And 
I'm not going to sit here and ignore it. You know, I, I ended up putting table on, on top and it's more of, it's more than anything. I saw somewhere, someone said the same thing. It's more of a gut feeling for me. Just they entered him in the race. I don't know why. And maybe he's just the best, you know, I, when I, when I claimed this horse, I was like, I think he might be the most impressive three-year-old I've seen so far. I just didn't think he would run here. And I'm going to lean on that. So I I think you have to use Messier as well. I'm actually going to play against Forbidden Kingdom. Um, I, I think he might, even if, even if, even if Taba does turn out to be kind of cheap speed, I think he's going to be enough of a nuisance to Forbidden Kingdom to soften him up enough for Messier. So I like the two quote-unquote Bafferts. <laughs> We're calling them Yafferts. I don't know if you got the memo on that. Yafferts. I yes. love it. That's even better. <laughs> I saw much thought of that the other day on the live show. Um, yeah. Uh, I respect the pick. I really do. And I think Tape is awfully good. And I think your theory is probably right. I Listen, I get it on paper. It's like, Oh, well, there's the rabbit. Okay. Cost $1.7 million. He got a one twenty time for him on debut and absolutely smoked. You don't enter this horse to be a rabbit. You just don't. I you mean, know? He, and, Messier has a 103 buyer. Tabe got a 103 buyer. Yeah, that. it's like he's he's too good to be a rabbit. Like, you don't mess around with a horse like this. Right. It, it, now, if they turn out that that's what they did, that's like, wow, that's this is some serious craziness, right? But I, I just kind of feel like they entered him and they said, hey, it's a six-horse field. The other three horses... I mean, they're all going to have to hop in the back of a car to beat us. So they are horrifically bad. Hey, we'll 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 run third if 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 he sucks and he and not sucks, but if he just can't handle it, we'll just run third and we'll we'll regroup. But what if he yeah. wins? What if he gets second? We're in the Derby, so um, yeah. I like it's, it. I, I think it's interesting. It does. I think he's going to get it, beat, but I think it's interesting. And there's not any races for him to run in either. That was key too. Halter and or, uh, Magic and I were looking at like there was no allowance races for him to be to fill. You know, you remember with Justify, they kind of had to sneak Justify in to even get that allowance race to fill because they kind of said, "Oh, he's going to run the Sunland Derby," and then boom, here he is in allowance. They kind you kind of wonder if maybe I mean that's in the back of my mind. Like, hey, even if we do finish third here. We're still go to the Preakness, right? It's a race under our belt to get him aimed for that. And and we've seen in the past, like if Baffert or Yaffert has two horses in a race, they never they never compete for for the position, right? Like they're not gonna both go to the lead, or they're not gonna both sit off. Like they're gonna make it to where they kind of work together. So to Messier being a horse that can sit off, you would think Taba, who showed extraordinary speed in his debut, they're going to be like, like you kind of like go and, and whether you put, whether you, you, you caused, you know, if you, if you hurt forbidden kingdom and in the process hurt yourself, or maybe you're just a freak and you run off all for away from everybody and you win the thing, or maybe you hang on for a second and you, in, you get to run in the Kentucky Derby. I mean, that that's possible too. You just got to finish top two in this race and you run in the Kentucky Derby. That means you have to beat four horses. You have to beat four horses to run in the Kentucky Derby. And we're sitting here saying, I don't think either one of us, you, I mean, you, I'm picking him, you're picking him. I don't know where you picked him, but second, second. We're saying that he is, if not, you know, he's easily one of the most perform, uh, impressive three year olds we've seen this year. And he's got to beat yeah. four horses in this race. 
Yeah, absolutely. And to your point about maybe the allowance didn't fill, you know, uh, Kevin B, uh, I'll put your comment up here real quick. He said, how disgusting is the rest of the card that SC, uh, the San Diego card outside of the Derby? Yeah, because they, they can't fill any races. Like these, all these races are, are short ass fields. So maybe they tried to get him an allowance, like you said, and it's like, well, they got two entries, <laughs> you know? So, um, yeah, I mean, it's just one of those things. It, it's not perfect, but where else are you going to run them? And, and what's the worst that could happen? He just goes for the flames out. Well, you just regroup with him a little bit, you know? So um, it comes right down to it. I just think I, his stable may Messier. He's got a little bit more experience, got the experience around two turns. Uh, I, I can't think that Taba is not going to be a little tired in the stretch of this race, no matter what happens. And I think Messier will come get it. Uh, that's how I really think Taba's going to run Forbidden Kingdom into the ground. And I think I think it's going to be the the Yafferts or the Baftines, as Special <laughs> Gold Kitten would like to say, are going to try to, you know, work the, work their magic. Yeah, shake and bake on, on Forbidden <laughs> yeah. Kingdom. And then Taba's going to just say, okay, Ricky Jeez. Bobby, Messier, there you go. Slingshot engaged. <laughs> Oh shit, that's great. What's he say? Whatever he's like, he, whenever at the at the end of it, when he's like, he realizes that he's doing the shake and bake. <laughs> I can't believe it. If it isn't my concho himself, shake and bake, buddy. Shake it. Oh, Cal. Um, what about the Dennis has a good question with the, there's, there actually is three Yafferts in the race. Yep. And the two, uh, what are that? Are Marniac? Marniac? Um, He's one that, just for reference, you know, two back went gate to wire in the in the San Felipe with Forbidden Kingdom. Doppelganger was in there as well. He tried, right? That was kind of the rabbit, so to speak, for Doppelganger. Didn't work because he was nowhere near fast enough to to hang with Forbidden Kingdom. So, is is the two in this rate? Like, could could we be wrong? Could the two be the one? They're like, hey, let's send him again. Try to pressure. Forbidden Kingdom, and we now we have two bullets to try to run him down, or is it? Hey, we just, I mean, again, six horse field. Let's throw him in again. The problem is he is now he is one that looks like a rabbit, right? Like that's a rabbit. Okay, just he's yeah. worthless to this race. But I think after what we saw last time, they're going to have to use the whip like <laughs> on the first turn if they want to stay with the horse. That's the maybe problem. they maybe they do. <laughs> Taba might be faster in a gallop than this horse is all out. That's the problem. So, uh, yeah, I, I think you know, in perfect world, they, they they probably like, yeah, we'll send him and see what happens. I I mean, maybe he can do a little bit better job running with that running with like Forbidden Kingdom early. Now that we're stretching out, but I just I don't know. I, I I'm sure you know, in a perfect world, yes, this is what they have got this horse entered for. He wasn't very successful doing it last time. I don't know. Maybe he can do it this time, but it's it's just like, damn, you're going to have to get like a lot faster early to to, to compete with him, and uh, we'll see if he can do it. I, I like I said that that would be the ideal set circumstance. He's worthless, so get him out there. If he gets you know ate up, big deal. He's not going to win anyway. And then you got both of your entries ready to go after Forbidden Kingdom, who's hopefully soft up, but. May not be a perfect world. I, I don't know if that horse has the ability to do it or not. For a six-horse field, it it certainly is a incredibly intriguing race. Yep. It, you know, you're gonna sit. We're gonna, you're gonna be pin on pins and needles watching this thing at the as it as it unfolds at the beginning stages to see where everyone's placed. Because in a six-horse field, that's kind of the interesting part about it is you have 
there's not a lot of like question marks because there's not a lot of traffic issues or they didn't break six horses. Like they're going to get in their positions where they kind of planned and then you're going to see what happens. So it's going to help you get a pretty good indication early on in this race. I feel like um, of how this race race is going to unfold. All right. I, I think I hate to go three and a half because it's only six horses and forbidden kingdom already has enough points. He's got 50 points. So he doesn't even need to, run really um he's in so i guess two and a half because messier still has no points um and and obviously taba has no points and you know if he's one of those two if they go one two then you're gonna get over that two and a half so i'll do two and a half uh i i think it would, we would say over right because i think we both have the the efforts one two yep just flip yep i'd have to i'd have to answer over with the assumption that if Forbidden Kingdom gets third in this race, they're still going to go to Kentucky. Certainly, you'd think they would, but you never really know. But yeah, I'll go over. I think I think all three are in the Derby. I I don't know. My dad was kind of telling me today. I think you're overrating Taba a little bit. It's, that's really hard to go from a maiden to a, to a stakes like this. But it's like I don't know. I I think I'm going over. I think I think he'll run well enough to 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 get second or first. I think we. You, you will say this now, not to. Uh, if if Taba were to go and win this race, he is. Uh, you can't say he's the second coming to justify because uh, you know we don't know what he's going to do after this. But in terms of prior to the Kentucky Derby, he very much is because to do to go and win this race, and let's not forget, Justify had to beat Bolt Dioro, who was a really really good. Well, Taba's going to have to beat Messier and Forbidden Kingdom if he were to win this race. You know what I mean? So him heading into the Kentucky Derby as a winner of this race would be incredibly interesting. If he finishes second, it's interesting, but it's not as interesting because you're just like, yeah, I mean, he still lost to Messier. Messier is still the clear one or whatever. But if Tabor were to win, it just throws a complete just. And, and you're kind of saying why I didn't pick him. Because honestly, he's going to have to be better than justified to win. That's my thought because this is his second race. Like, yeah. Justify got a two turn prep before he beat Bolt Duro. This horse is coming out of a six furlong race to a mile and an eighth and has to beat a horse in Messier who might be the most talented horse in the whole crop. And, yep. and Forbidden Kingdom is no slouch either. But to, to, and I agree with you, but just to play devil's advocate, Justify probably would have won on a second start as well. I mean, maybe. I agree. I mean, I'm with you, and I and I I think in, with Tate, but I'm, I'm mostly I'm basically just leaning on, you know, the the wildness, the the the, the how impressive he looked, and yeah. and I get Messier did too, and Robert B. Lewis. So those two, one two, flip them whichever way you want. That's who we're picking in the Santini Derby. Yep. I just wrote this this comment right here to end it. Forbidden yeah. Kingdom wins this race. He has to be your go-to guy for the Derby, right? Would be ultra impressive. If it plays out how we're thinking, where the Bafferts are teaming up and taking shots, if Forbidden Kingdom wins, right? whoa. Unbelievable win. Yes, I totally agree. Because, because let's not forget, I mean, this, you know, Forbidden Kingdom has kind of been the, the Baffert killer, right? You know, other than Messier, who beat him in the Bob Hope, he, you know, he they took he took down Pinehurst, McLaren Bell in, in the San Francisco State. Then he took down Doppelganger, and whatever the hell the two horse army or armnack uh took hit them down in the san Felipe. like he's been taking shots now granted he hasn't had to you know when he did face messier it didn't go well he lost 
but that was last year. So yeah, I mean, if Forbidden Kingdom gets tested again here by not one, but two really, I mean, super impressive horses that boast the, the highest, the high buyers, right? The 103s and he, and he still beats them. Then yeah, I think he shit, man. How could he not be right? Right. They're off in the wood Memorial. Oh, let's go to aqueduct for the final Derby prep. Uh, of the day of course this is gonna i think the order is gonna be aqueduct bluegrass santina derby i think don't quote me on that um race eight at aqueduct on saturday wood memorial stakes grade two 750k for three-year-olds going a mile and the eighth field of eight lines up for this one so it's kind of between the two in terms of field sizes it's definitely one of the more interesting races though morello your eight to five favorite uh, morning line favorite five to two on early voting five to two on Mo Donegal. Those are your second, uh, second choices, co-second choices. And that's really it. I mean, sure. You've got a few in here that are, are bigger prices. You know, you've got Todd, a couple of Todd Pletchers who he's thrown in there uh, besides Mo Donegal, golden code long-term, but it really feels like this is the coming out party for one of those three horses and more so the five Morello and the three early voting. Cause it kind of feels like we know what Mo Donegal is. But early voting and Morell haven't lost. And this is and both of them have come into this race with kind of question marks of what they really are. Well, they could answer it here. Yep, I totally agree. This this field is is uh, much better than usual for the wood or or the, maybe the last few years at least. There's some intrigue. There's some real intrigue in this race. I'm a little worried about early voting in here because I think he's gonna have some legit runners getting ready to try to run him down. Um, you know, I thought he was very impressive in the withers. That being said, I thought Morello was even more impressive in the Gotham. The problem is he has to go two turns for the first time, but they built it up, right? They keep adding distance as they go. He's, he's just checked every box. I think he's got a tactical advantage over the biggest threat. And that's number one, Modonigal. Uh, it's just going to be, listen, early voting in front, Modonigal making his move first, or excuse me, Morello making his move first. Modonigal coming, you know, with a move a little bit later in the stretch, who can outkick who? I like the one that can kind of stop the pace in Morello and kind of be a little flexible. I think if he finishes with that same kick that he's been finishing with in the one-turn races, I think he's able to hold off Modonigal late while passing early voting. I like Morello in this spot. I, I don't like that he's 8-5, to five, but I think he's just a little bit more talented. Uh, than the other two runners. And I think that tactical advantage over Mo Donegal is going to be the difference here. Yeah, you said it. The tactical part is, I think, is it's what's key here. Um, with, with with Mo Donegal, you know, I think the biggest fear with him is I, I do think if this, if this race just completely collapses and really early voting falters and maybe Morello isn't quite as good as we think he might be, I think O'Donnell could win. Like I, I do think he's got because he is a very like he's kind of true horse. He's going to give you a run. But here's the problem: I do, there's plenty of speed signed on here, and I'm afraid that they'll go they'll go too fast. So he'll be further back in the race early on. So you're either a asking him run earlier in the race than he normally would, or b he's he's too far back. And so then when the running starts towards you know top, towards in the turn top of the stretch. He's got way too much work to do, and it's going to be another case to where he's flying late and he finishes second or third, whereas a horse like Morello, who's going to sit outside of, say, early voting, 
should have the trip he needs. You know, he's going to be close. He has enough early speed to where he sits off the pace, but then when he's ready to pounce, he can. The question mark for him is just simply, can he go a mile and eighth? You know, there's no way to know, but there's also no way to say that he can. You look at those, and, I, and I've been the biggest, you know, detractor of this horse. I've given, I've given um, you shit. I've given everyone shit for for liking this horse. And then you look at this race, and it's just like, how could he? This is his race to lose. He's going to sit the pace, or sit the trip. He's going to the pace is right in his favor. This horse has averaged like five length wins in all three starts. He's been dominant. So I think. I, I do think this race, and I don't necessarily think the Wood Memorial or the winner of this race uh, of the Wood Memorial is going to win the Kentucky Derby. With that said, I do think early voting and Morello have the chance of being thro- throwing their name in the hat of being legit contenders. If one of them go out, goes out and dominates or looks really, really impressive. If Morello goes and wins this race, like he's been winning the last three, certainly like the Gotham then how he has to be a player, right? In the Kentucky Derby. How could he not? Because he's gonna he shows he's got the perfect tactical um ability to win races like this. My fear with him is that he's beaten literally but nobody, but he also hasn't had to do. I mean, he that's he's just he's beaten the hell out of him. So he's interesting, but I think the race sets up best for Morello. Uh, you know, with Morello, my thing is I thought. I guess it's how you view Dean's list, the horse for Pletcher, who he beat in the Gotham. I kind of think that's a nice horse. That was a horse that was two for two, and maybe a mile was a little too long for him, but he was kind of passing like he was standing still. Like, that wasn't a problem. I I give him a little bit of credit for that. Um, You know, if you you really believe in in, uh, time form speed figures, this looks like a one-horse race, right? Like, Mo Donegal's time form numbers aren't very good. Early voting's not bad. He definitely seems like the one that can compete best. But Morello's, if he runs that number that he ran last time, it's it's kind of over. So um, I don't know. The problem with the Aqueduct thing is when you're winning races at Aqueduct early in the year or late in the two-year-old year, you're not beating anybody, right? Like none of like, sure, Unoho won the Rebel, but come on. I mean, guys, this is a, just a total fluke that that happened. It's not like the Withers is this great race all of a sudden. I think we need to stop with that, right? <laughs> right. <laughs> I'm not I'm saying so the Gotham. Tired a great... of hearing that. Yeah, I know. It's just like, and again, I'm not saying the Gotham is a great race. It wasn't. It's Aqueduct in the winter, right? Even the Renzo. It's like, you know, Mo Donegal beat Zandon. He kind of interfered with him, and at that point, that was Zandon's second career race, coming off a six furlong sprint to a mile and an eighth. You know, so it's not like. They were really incredible that day. It is, it's just like we're just hoping, for me at least, I'm hoping one of them jumps up, runs big, and we can talk about him for the Derby. To me, it's just Morello is that candidate of a horse that's he's just doing it really easy. He is just beating the hell out of whoever's been put in front of him. I think he can do it again. There's really no reason to think he can't go two turns. Like you said, he hasn't yet. He's got to prove it for sure, and I get that. But there's really no reason to think he can't up to this point. Yeah, we still don't know what he's going like if he's going to have that kind of push button going a mile and eight. You know, we just we don't know that, but at the same time, you don't. There's no reason to think um, yeah. that he won't. And I completely agree with you, Mackie. Yeah, this is the problem. I agree. I know. And when I picked him, I thought, well, this is a kiss of death. I mean, I, I may be good when I like if I stay on a horse like 
they'll be fine. But if I jump on a horse like this late in the game, mm, it's never good. Yep, it's never good. Maybe and maybe that maybe secretly that's why I'm doing it just to just to just kind to of rub rub it in just a little bit more. Yeah, just be like I told you after the race, I told you he sucked, dude. I could listen. I can see this guy pointing his finger at me and say, "I told you that horse sucked." I can't believe I fell for him. And I mean, you're like, and you're like, you picked him, you idiot. So. Yeah. <laughs> That's exactly right. It'll be a heated right. discussion. Give me a horse that's not named, you know, Mo Donegal, early voting, and Morello, who can make some noise in this one. I mean, I, I chose Baris as that horse, the eight horse. Looks a lot like Morello for the fact that they're building him up, race by race, going a little bit longer, um, winning yeah. and winning pretty easily. The problem is it's all against New York Reds. So now we got to step up. And that's the big key. Can he step up? Uh, as far as going a mile and eighth, don't have any worries. I think he'll be fine. Pedigree should says he'll be fine. Just just kind of like uh, Morello, but it, it's it's the class that's the problem. You know, can he handle this jump up in class? I'm I'm not sure, but he's kind of got the look of one that's going to just kind of take back and make a nice run, and and hopefully he can pass some tired horses late. I'll go with uh, the four long term, not necessarily to win, but maybe to hit the board. Um, Finish for you know for you gotta remember Todd Pletcher not so long ago last year went one two in this race where he shouldn't have gone one two with dynamic one and uh, Burbonic. Yep. Just massive prices, at least uh the winner was. Um so it would be shocking to see Todd Pletcher, you know, run well here. Long term as a horse, obviously I think he's gonna go to the lead. It's kind of that's Mo Donegal's uh, that is his rabbit. This horse has been favorited the last three starts. He hasn't won any of them either. He's a maiden. So he, but he runs kind of the same race every single time. So you kind of wonder if he's just going to run. He, yeah, he's ran a mile and eighth before. He's a curling horse. Castellano gets on board. Uh, so you got a little bit of a, a jockey improved there. Not saying he could win, but hey, I'll put him, I'll key him probably in the third and fourth spots uh, long term at 20 to one. So that'll be a nice, uh, nice price to kind of, if you can get that horse home at, a, at, uh, in your tries and your uh, super effectives. But, all right. Um, finally, um, what's Modonigal have? Has he got? Uh, he has ten, and I think he has twenty. He's got twenty. Or he has twenty, or he has four. No, he's got twelve. He's got twelve. Oh shit! Okay. Um, and Morello has fifty, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. so he's already in. I guess the number would be three and a half. Under. I think the three we've talked about to death here are the three. I don't think we see anybody else. And, and Morello, the problem is, it's like Morello wins. He's already in. Yeah. So now you're, it, so probably under it in two and a half might even, if I said two and a half, would you say under still? I'll go over. I think three of them are going to qualify. I really do. Um, I don't know. Early voting, you know, he's What's one that like people. He, early voting, a lot of people say, "Oh, he's in," but no, oh. he's really not. So, yeah, if he was to not run well, he's not going to get in. But I think he'll get top three at least. Yeah, because um, even Modonico got third. You know, he yeah, he's enough in. to get in. So yeah. that's the key here. So yeah, I'll go. I'll go under the three and a half. I think three is the right number as well. You and I are both on. The five Morello to win the wood. A quick note on the three, or excuse me, on uh, long term, the four. 
the horse that beat him is running tomorrow, uh, talking about Friday, race seven at Aqueduct, electability. So, so there you go. There you go. Get a, get a look at that one. You I actually got to you, you go back and I mean, you, you got a uh, long term, did that race got a pretty good fire speed figure as well as a time form number. Yeah. So yep. we'll see how legit that that number is. Uh, you know, you say if that electability comes back and runs really well, then, you know, maybe the four at least could get I mean, my key is on the four is that he just gets brave and, you know, it takes a little bit more effort to pass and still can hang on for third or fourth. But I don't necessarily feel like he could win. Well, what did I tell you when we were talking on the phone earlier? Is like my problem is with with uh, long term is I've watched him run <laughs> and be yeah. so damn disappointing uh, in races that he should have won. So, but yeah, he he's not a bad horse. I, I definitely will say that he just hasn't been able to finish the deal. Um, but he's kind of just one that likes to run second, no matter who he's up against. Right? Yeah, he kind of it, it, like I said, like you know, Todd Pletcher. He has a knack for for just throwing horses that you look at and you're like, what is this? You know, why are they running in this race? And you know, it's like you know, we 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 talked all year long about Baff or uh, Pletcher has got all these three year olds and how many is he going to have? Like half the Derby field, and then it went the other way. He may not have any. Like, what's going to happen? And then all of a sudden, it's going to be the final weekend, and he's going to get like, <laughs> you know, what if Emmanuel and, and Command Formance both get in? And what if you got? uh mo donegal and one of these so you got like four in one weekend like it's not totally like out of the picture that it could happen yeah he's already got charge it and pioneer uh medina i mean that's five six horses it's yeah i mean he's the ch- a lot of people are like this he's he's so terrible in the derby well he gets horses to the derby that shouldn't be there that's why his numbers are are, are what they are he just well, he perfectly said he, he just, is better than anybody getting them there. It's a lot of stupid horses. Yep, that shouldn't be there are there. <laughs> That's why when when you get one, you know that that kind of dominates the the trail and then gets into the into the derby, you got to take for real. <laughs> All right, that's all the time we have. Check us out at racingnews.com for our free picks and our premium selections on our products page. Click the Get Racing News Premium button at the menu at racingnews.com to learn more. Remember to go get your hands on the inside track to the 2022 Bluegrass Wager Guide, now available. It's now available for uh, for sale, 14 pages. We just finished that. It's all on there. Everything you need to cash in big at Keeneland, as well as uh, the other Derby preps and Santanita Oaks, where we have Dare Manor in that one. Uh, we'll Remember, guys, last weekend, last Friday, I should say, April 1st, we did the Racing Dudes Tournament Challenge. It kicks off again, not this Friday, but the next Friday, which is, what day is that? The 15th, April 15th, be a Racing Dude subscriber, any kind of premium subscriber, whether it's monthly, whatever, like whatever package you have, not that kind of package, <laughs> whatever kind of package you have, you can play in these in these uh, bi-weekly tournaments, compete for cash prizes, $150 in horse attorney's credit. Uh, we had, it had a great time on Friday. We're going to do it again in two weeks. Well, less than two weeks, a week from this Friday. So make sure you are a subscriber. And plus you get all the wager guides for free. Now's a great time to be a racing dudes, premium subscriber, racing is your destination site for all three horse racing picks to all the major, major horse racing tracks. We're on Twitter at racing underscore dudes, Instagram and Facebook. Find all episodes of blinkers off, but visiting our podcast page, racing Of course, Apple podcasts, Spotify, Google podcasts, all the places you listen to your podcasts. 
Or you can watch them on our YouTube page. Just Google or uh, search for Racing Dudes on YouTube. The Magic Mike Show. What did they do? They did like the like Keeneland Saturday. They did the late pick four at Keeneland. So if you want more information for Keeneland, make sure you go check out the Magic Mike Show on all those same platforms. Hey, if you're going to be there, if you're dumb like us and you're going to be at the Bluegrass and it's getting freezing your ass off, like let's at least have some drinks together. Oh, yes. Let's do it. They warm. I want to mention, we uh, ran into a lot of people, uh, you know, knew the names of, of people, but had never met them before at Oakland, uh, from whether it be comment section or Twitter or Facebook or whatever. Such a good time, man. That's what we love. And if you're going to be at Keeneland, make sure to, to stop by and say hello. We'll be, we'll definitely be around. So we even what? had some people that like would come up and just like give us beer because they're like, hey, we love you. And that's the fans that we're really going to talk to. Yes. If you if you give us free beer, like we're definitely going to talk. Yes. If you don't, we're just gonna be like, hey, yeah, that, thanks for watching the show, and then it's like, all right, see ya. If you got beer, we are we are we'll we'll talk all day. Just all keep day. feeding us beer. Just keep all feeding day. us beer. Um, um, or or whiskey, maybe. We're hey, we're in Kentucky. We're gonna need whiskey to stay warm. It's a, it's kill two birds. Yeah, for sure, for sure, and yeah, we'll 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 definitely. Um, I don't know if we'll go as hard as we did uh, for the for the Arkansas Derby the night before, at least. Uh, but uh, we'll be around and we'll be ready for sure, uh, no doubt. Um, I do. Have, I do have some good news. I did have my first drink yesterday. <laughs> since since Friday, I should say. <laughs> That's rough. That's rough. Good job. Good job. We tied, we tied one on in, in, a, in a bad way for the Arkansas Derby. It was a bad, but it was good. It was oh, it was bad, a great time. Great time. Um, I got a comment on this. I'll make it very, very quickly because I know a lot of people watching don't care. Uh, 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 Magic Carrots asked me, FTR versus the Young Bucks. I mean, it's just perfect. Uh, I, that's, that's wrestling. FTR, they're the GOATs. They're, they're the best thing going right now. Guys are awesome. If you haven't seen it, Magic Carrots, uh, find the Ring of Honor pay-per-view where them and the Briscoes went at it. I mean... Guys are on another level. They're they're the best thing in wrestling. I, I thought they were fantastic. Uh, it was just it's a match that I could show Jared, and he was like he would be like holy shit, like they brought it, and he doesn't even like wrestling, you know. It was awesome. There you go. Oh! <laughs> are they that good? It's incredible. I mean, they're incredible. I'll be honest. I didn't even know what you what FTR and Young Bucks meant. So I was. I, I, I'm glad that you you answered that for us. So yeah. So there's three tag teams right now that are, you know, the best there's probably been in you know since like the Steiner brothers. You know the Steiner brothers. Of um, course. Yeah. It's FTR, Young Bucks, and Briscoes, and this FTR man. They're just they they remind me a lot of the Steiner brothers. They really do. They're just fantastic. They just know how to work. They know how to put together a match. I mean, and they beat, they literally beat the hell out of each other. That's the thing. Um, you know, the Briscoe matches, everybody's cut, bleeding last night, and it was awesome. There we go. Tell <laughs> everyone needs to get Halterman to do, you know, he wants to, he keeps t- telling me he's going to start doing some like wrestling content on the side or on the sports side or a wrestling podcast for the site. And I'm like, tell him to do it. I don't want to run. We're doing good on YouTube, and I don't want to run off everybody. That's where I'm at right now with it. Maybe, maybe later. <laughs> I'm telling you guys, you get you get around. Like we were at uh, Arkansas last weekend, and and his and Halterman's wife went with us, and she's just as ate up with it as, as he is. And like, 
like they just you know, they'll sit there and talk about it and it's just like a different language she looked at me last night and she said after that match she said that was perfection <laughs> she said it doesn't get any better than what we just saw i said what about the what about the match with the briscoes we watched that she goes nope that one was perfect <laughs> Wow. We've all, we ordered our matching FTR shirts. We we're, we got those on order after that match last night, so we're excited. What's the movie that like the they like those guys like they they, they all like in, in like they're all like under a spell or they're like been tricked into it's a it, in that they all are like they love being there, but in reality they're like they can't even tell they can't tell anyone what's really happening and they they don't even know. Like I feel like you've done something to Heather. It's it's the get weirdest. Out, the movie Get Out. Um, that's yes. what I feel like Heather. Heather is like she can't tell what what's really happening at home. It's the weirdest thing I've ever experienced because she again, like I, I've told the story before, she made fun of it at first. She's like, I I just there's you're an idiot. Like not she didn't call me an idiot, but she's like, I can't believe you watched this shit. And all of a sudden, she was like, hmm, that was pretty good. And I'm telling you right now. Anybody in any either company, she knows about them now and has opinions on them. And she would be great on a show. She, her, her opinion. She gets mad. She gets, you know, it's 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 hilarious. It's I I don't know what, how that happened, but yeah, she could talk it almost uh, better than me. I would say. All right. Well, I need you to do a podcast with her, so we stop talking about it. Well, okay, maybe magic's involved with with it too, so maybe we could. Yeah, you've it. got magic now, so I, there's definitely something going on that I yeah. haven't got. I mean, apparently, I'm not like whatever your tricks you're pulling. I I'm not. Here's I, the I'm, problem: you you watch it and you see some of the dumber stuff, and you're like, "This is so dumb." But if you could stick around and watch like a match like that, you would be back. It <laughs> it was something. It was something to see. It was it's the best match they've had on that show, and maybe ever. I think. There you go. All right, <laughs> you can work on me. I'll try, but I mean, I, I, and I, I support it. I support your your problem, but I just, I can't, I can't seem to get into it. I'm sorry. It's okay. It's all right. <laughs> you don't have to say you're sorry. All right. All right. <laughs> We've lost 50 viewers since we talked about it, so I don't really think you're the only one. Indication there. They're like, what the fuck are these guys talking about? Wrestling? <laughs> like, first they talk about Taba for 30 minutes, and now they're talking about. The, the barista, whatever we call them, the, the FTR, some, I don't know. Whatever it is, they're like, fuck this, I'm not, <laughs> I'll wait till Saturday and see what they're talking about racing again. But all right, guys, remember, we'll be at the Boog Bluegrass, so show up with some whiskey, come talk to us. I'm Jared Welch. He's Aaron Alterman. Good luck. RacingDudes.com for all of your needs. RacingDudes.com for all of your leads. RacingDudes.com for all of your bets. RacingDudes.com as good as it gets. RacingDudes.com for all of your needs. RacingDudes.com for all of your leads. RacingDudes.com for all of your bets. RacingDudes.com as good as it gets. This has been a presentation of RacingDudes.com, your destination for all things horse racing and sports betting. Whether you want free winners, expert insider picks, up-to-the-minute trackside weather reports, or podcasts and videos for bettors of all skill levels, 
Never make another wager without visiting the Racing Dudes. First, 